Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I.com sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it's not even close. Why do I have a little extra energy today? Well, first of all, there are three NFL playoff games for one. But when I get to take the day off on Saturdays and I sit back and I watch the crew go 17 and six, absolutely destroying it yesterday. And AB four and one, the maestro two and oh, my goodness, look at that. And EC sweeping the board, finding those here or there overs apparently as well. Now, <clears throat> you know, on a Sunday, if there are three playoff games and we've got to have our absolute very best, I go through the three big dogs. I mean, the three OGs. But before we bring them in, I got to tell you, it's a busy day at the brand. A busy, busy day. Now, we do not have a noon show today. There will be no noon show. We're going to dive into the games a lot this morning, a little extended version of the show. But then tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, we will count down to the Ravens and the Bengals. Who will be the starting quarterback? How will the Ravens attack it? What props can you play? What are the best bets? We'll tackle it all tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then, of course, tomorrow we have another live show at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time with the Cowboys and the Bucks. Will this be Tom Brady's last game ever, last game in Tampa? We'll dive into that on Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now, let's bring in the stars of the show because you know them. You love them, and we start with live from Nashville, Tennessee, the penthouse level. M Squared, good morning, sir. Good morning, Coach Larry, RJ. Great to see you guys. As always, fired up for the NFL playoffs, a little college basketball, NBA, and, of course, final round of a golf tournament. It's a beautiful time. Let's go. And they're asking in the chat, do you think Buckley will hang on today, Mikey? I hope not. I have Taylor Montgomery sitting a little farther back, uh, 35 to 1, that I would really like to cash. So I'm going to say no. Um, yeah, I'm going to say no. 
Well, he's never won before, so take that into account. Now, next, he is the man who runs our NFL here at Sportsline. And R.J. White, they're already asking if Staley will be back after that travesty last night with the Chargers. Ladies and gentlemen, the stoic one, R.J. White. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I mean, there was speculation he was coaching for his job anyway, and to lose in such spectacular fashion, you got to figure he's going to be gone. Um, I'm sure the Chargers want to get in front of the Sean Payton interviews. He's scheduled to start interviewing Tuesday in Denver, so you want to signal that your job is open if you think that you're going to get him. Now, the only problem with them getting Sean Payton is that the uh, Chargers ownership group, which is notoriously kind of known for not spending a lot of money, has to outbid the new group in Denver, and you know Denver's probably going to give Sean Payton whatever he wants. So I think it's going to come down to who Sean Payton wants to play with the Russell Wilson we saw in 2022 or Justin Herbert who has his whole career ahead of him and I think if he's smart he takes the Chargers down and according to Brent in the chat and again just from Brent he's already bought a house in Los Angeles so we'll see if that has anything to do with it now finally you talk about fired up you talk about a man who loves NFL more than anybody talking about the maestro Larry Hartstein good morning sir Good morning, guys. Great day of playoff football. And what I can't get over is a guy at DraftKings put $1.4 million on the Chargers' money line. When they got up 27 nothing. it only would have paid 11000 And how is he feeling today? I really just want to meet a guy that can do that, you know, with no <laughs> conscience and only pay out 11000 and he loses $1.4 That is a confirmed loss. Wow. Wow. A, why would you ever do that? B, why would you ever do that? All right. Now, we got a lot to get to, gentlemen. So if you don't mind, let's get started. Storylines that could affect the betting lines. And I got to say, I got to say that we're starting today with good news and bad news. Overnight, we cashed a ticket courtesy of the hottest capper we have here at the Early Edge and Sportsline Buckets. However... <clears throat> Buckets suffered an injury, doing something that I haven't done since the sixth grade, and that is max out my bench press. So Buckets is now officially on the IR. The official diagnosis after going into the blue tent was that he has a neck strain and he is currently questionable to return. Buckets, buckets, buckets. Maestro, in a related story, Key injuries today in the NFL. If you don't mind, start us off. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some real athletes that are in a serious question for this game for the Miami Dolphins. And we know Mostert's out. We know Tua's out. But the three offensive linemen uh, who have a chance to play because the starting guard, Eichenberg, is also out. We're talking about Teron Armstead, Brandon Shell, and Kendall Lamb, all questionable and Shell did not practice all week. He's the starting right tackle, and Teron Armstead is the starting left tackle, and their pressure rate allowed goes up to 47% when Teron Armstead is not in the lineup. I mean, this is just setting up to be a massacre, and, and I feel bad for Skylar Thompson if he doesn't have any of his starting tackles available in Buffalo. And the other situation to watch tonight is the reports coming out that the Ravens are going to use two quarterbacks tonight they did not elevate Brett Huntley so Huntley looks good to go Anthony Brown supposedly also going to play as if that wrinkle is going to worry the Bengals I'm not sure uh, how that's really going to complicate the game plan for the Bengals the feeling that oh we might have to prepare for Anthony Brown I think they'd be happy if Anthony Brown gets a few snaps 
I am so glad because for about four days, Maestro, I've had this Bengals minus six and a half, like a blinking light in my account because I played it on Tuesday during the mega preview. And I don't know if you're ever going to see that number again. Great storyline by you. Thank you very much. Now, speaking of the Ravens and also speaking of the Giants, RJ, last week they did what Brandon Staley should have done, and that is sit a lot of his starters to wait for today. Talk to me. Yeah, the Giants rested many of their key starters last week. Just why that line ballooned up so high. They were still able to cover against the Eagles, but Daniel Jones didn't play. Saquon, Andrew Thomas, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, like all the key defensive linemen didn't play in that game. So they should be ready to go for this one. This line was four and a half in Minnesota a few weeks ago. Now it's only at three and juice toward the Giants. Baltimore sat Huntley, sat also sat Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Peters last week. She kind of decided that they didn't have to go in and win in Cincinnati last week and then to try to improve their playoff situation when by, by resting players they could just go in and win in Cincinnati this week. So they didn't show Cincinnati much on offense in that game. Um, the, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback threw a few interceptions early and it got out of hand, but, but that's what Luke, you said the Chargers should have done. They didn't rest players in meaningless game, lost Mike Williams, both of it was banged up. And then they ran out of steam with a massive lead last night. I don't know if you can pin it on, on them, you know, playing starters all out um, for them collapsing like they did in 27 point lead. But I mean, it might've been a factor. So we'll see if the giants and Ravens were smart to rest guys. And if it comes into account here. Okay, we'll watch that today. Again, three big games today. Now, let's get into our board today. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to do our best bets, and then we're going to dive into the two early games, the 1 o'clock and the 4.30. And again, tonight, we'll break down the Sunday night game in a separate show. So let's get into it. And I would love to start. I would love to start, RJ, with you, because you're looking at several different games and several different picks. Start us off, please. Yeah, I went one pick per game uh, in the Dolphins game. I wasn't too comfortable going with the spread um, or the total, just with the situation. We could see any type of game there. But I did like going Mike Gesicki over 16 and a half receiving yards at minus 130. Thompson has targeted Gesicki rather heavily the last two weeks. Uh, he was also a major part of the game plan in Thompson's two starts, including one earlier in the season. Had at least six, tar- six targets and 40 yards in each of those games. He came on in relief in week 17, uh, looked Gesicki's way four times on the final drive, hit him for a touchdown on, on that last play. Um, so I think he's really uh, he's really caught Thompson's eye. Miami's likely playing from behind all day, likely not going to be able to throw downfield a ton with the off- offensive line injuries that Larry's talking about. And Buffalo's defense is definitely going to focus on taking away Waddle and Hill as much as possible. So I think Gesicki's going to get more, you know, a, a healthy amount of targets in this game in that six to eight range. And it should be pretty easy to top 16 and a half receiving yards. Second game, I like the Giants plus three. These teams just played to a near draw in week 16. Took Minnesota kicking a 61-yard field goal to win it. Uh, the Giants showed they can throw on that bad Minnesota pass defense in that game, even though they typically did not throw a ton earlier in the year. Um, and their starters got a bye week, like we talked about, uh, get healthy and rested. Minnesota did, and they played hard for for you know a, a little over a half, I believe, in that Chicago game until they were up big. Um, Giants defense fifth on third down, fifth in the red zone. Um, they play situational football very well, and they're they're going to be rested on the defensive line. I think Minnesota has to settle for field goals instead of scoring a bunch of touchdowns. You throw in the coaching advantage with Brian Dayball there. I think this is a one score game, and I think the Giants come out on top. So I wouldn't even mind sprinkling Giants money line, but plus three is good value at this point. 
Then in the last game, I got Ravens plus eight and a half. I did like the Bengals earlier in the week without knowing whether Huntley would play. He got in a full practice on Friday, more more comfortable playing them now. I mean, they rested several key players last week, like I talked about. The only loss by 11 points in that game. Um, They played a close, low-scoring game in Baltimore early in the season with Baltimore healthier and obviously trying. Now you have Lamar Jackson, at quarterback there, so, so you take that with a grain of salt. But um, I think that if you mix in Anthony Brown, like they're planning to do the two quarterback thing, you can get a little bit more dangerous in the passing game. I think he had a great connection last week with um, guys like Isaiah Likely. Um, And so that could come to fruition. Sammy Watkins, I think, made some plays there. So I think he can do things in the passing game. Huntley can help you out in the running games. J.K. Dobbins has a big game here. And the Ravens keep it close in a lower scoring game because the Bengals offensive line is a little bit banged up, too. They're missing their starting right guard, starting right tackle. And that's a place that Baltimore can focus focus on defensively and exploit that weakness and keep this game in the realm of 17-10, 17-13. Oh, I like all three of those. And again, we will delve into both games uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, but love those three. All right, Maestro, I know this isn't how we normally do it, but we are separating things out just a little bit. What do you like today? I like KJ Osborne on the Vikings, and I like him over his receiving prop in the mid-30s. When you look at the last five weeks, he's number seven in the NFL with 388 receiving yards. You have Adam Thielen, who is not quite the same at age 32. You have Adoree Jackson, the top corner for the Giants, coming back. Expect him to be on Justin Jefferson a lot. Of course, Jefferson's going to get a ton. Hawkinson is going to get a ton. There is still room for K.J. Osborne to go over 36 and a half. He's gone over 100 uh, twice down the stretch. And I think we're just getting a little value because the one game he hasn't blown up in the last five was against these Giants. But with the Dory Jackson coming back, I think he'll look to K.J. Osborne, you know, four or five times. And we can get this in just a couple of plays. There is no question about it. You had to feel pretty good last night when you saw Christian McCaffrey rip off that 66-yard run in the first quarter, huh? It was a fun day. Let's keep it rolling, guys. <laughs> keep All it rolling. right, let's keep it rolling. I'm going to go next, and I got one play from the NBA. And Mikey's going to give you the injury report in just a second. But I already checked with him, and I'm good with this game. The Sixers last night played in Utah. They scored 235 combined. They won by one point. The Sixers have turned into an over team. They're playing faster. James Harden realizes I can get a lot more open shots. Joel Embiid says I can get a lot of easy buckets if we play faster. And the Lakers haven't played since Thursday. Double overtime against the Mavs. When LeBron plays, boy, do they score a lot of points. I love this number. I thought it would open more like 239-240. We'll get it at 235. I encourage you to get it in right now. Mikey, I need some NBA injury reports, and I also know that you're going to college basketball today as well. You're up. Yes, let's hit the injury report first. Uh, We'll talk about rest and travel first. Uh, Blazers, Mavericks, they're playing a rematch. They're running it back from last night. This is the third game in four days and the second night of a back-to-back for both sides in this game. Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Christian Wood, all questionable. Dorian Finney-Smith, doubtful. Uh, Pretty good indication Luka's not playing in this game based on the current line of Portland minus six, but certainly something to monitor Uh, This afternoon for Detroit, Boyan Bogdanovich listed questionable for the Rockets. They've got three guys listed doubtful. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Jayshon Tate. Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see that team and what usage looks like with Green and Porter both potentially out of the lineup. For the Chicago Bulls, we've got DeMar DeRozan listed questionable. Has missed the last few games. Could return today. 
Uh, for the Lakers game uh, on the Philadelphia side, Tobias Harris listed questionable. It is the third game in four days, second night of a back-to-back for the Sixers. Uh, expect a little less defensive intensity. Kind of goes right in line with your pick there, Coach. Now for college basketball, I have one play that I'm sharing here. There are three total edges in the simulations that I share on Sportsline. You can find those from my Twitter account. I've tweeted the link multiple times there. We're going to go Xavier and Marquette over 163. I make this game closer to 169 in the simulations. These are two teams that love to play with a ton of pace. Xavier ranks as a top 15 team in pace. Marquette is not far behind them. Marquette is a team that is historically played with a ton of pace. But not only are they comfortable playing at pace, they are the top five offenses in terms of offensive efficiency, rating fourth and fifth. They struggle in terms of defensive efficiency relative to how good the team actually is. Neither team rates in terms in the top 65 in terms of defensive rating. Uh, I love this spot overall. Um, one of these teams here, Xavier, they are much better at converting second chance opportunities. I think that's going to help them put up a ton of points here. Marquette. They've scored 90-plus points in two of their last three. Xavier's put up 80 in four consecutive games, playing against similar competition, but competition that doesn't play with the kind of pace that their opponent does here. Let's go over 163. Man, I absolutely love this play. I've really enjoyed, Mikey, watching these two teams play this year because of how fast that they play. Great spot on a Sunday. And I apologize. Right now, we're having tech issues. I cannot get this thing to stop blinking. So if it annoys you, there's nothing I can do. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But I see Tom in the chat says another big day with the sports line cappers. You're damn right. And we're going to extend the show because we have more than just the picks that we gave out right here on the show. We've got the entire crew weighing in today. So let's jump right in, gentlemen. After I do the recap screen, grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the best bets today. Take a look at all of it. Take a look at all of it. I'm not going to read everything for those listening on Apple or Spotify. <laughs> I apologize. We have about 30 picks on the screen right now from every single person that does NFL at the brand. So let's get into the first game today, guys. Dolphins and the Bills. Now, when it was announced that two is out, that Skylar Thompson was going to be the starting quarterback. This thing shot up to 13 and a half. It has stayed steady right there. Total 43 and a half. Now, as a brand, Uncle Dave is on Josh Allen under 33 and a half pass attempts. He believes that this, he won't even need to go that high because this will be a blowout. That's what Dave said. Then Prop Stars is on Dawson Knox over 32 and a half receiving yards. Then RJ, I'm coming to you. I know you have a best bet in this game. What do you like? Yeah, I talked about the Gasicki play earlier. I think Skylar Thompson really is going to focus on throwing him the ball, and I think Buffalo is going to make it tough to throw to the receivers. Miami has played Buffalo tough twice, surprised them with the run game last time. So I would also look at some Jeff Wilson plays because I think they could have some success there, and they definitely want to shorten this game and not give uh, Josh Allen too many possessions to to beat them up and down the field. And Buffalo, I mean, there's a chance they're they're I know they're I'm not going to talk bad about my team. I think they're a great team, but they could be a little bit overrated coming out of last week because they did beat 
beat the Patriots by 12 or 13, but they had two kickoff return touchdowns. So it's not like they, the offense actually, you know, put that lead together. It was more that, that kick return game, that awesome job by Naheem Hines. Can't really count on those um, week in and week out. Josh Allen did have three turnovers in that game too. That's been a problem with him, with him managing an injury. So um, I'm not sure that the Bills are going to run through the Super Bowl and just look like the team they, they looked like last year before they hit that Kansas City juggernaut. Um, I think that they, they could have some offensive trouble in this game too. Miami's defense, um, you know, much maligned throughout the season, not played great, showed up in a big way against the Jets. I know it was Joe Flacco, um, but, you know, he had success early in the season too. He, he was able to throw downfield and maximize kind of their weapons. And they, you know, he did nothing against Miami. So that was a good sign for them heading into the playoffs in a game. They weren't sure they were going to get to the playoffs, you know, but they, they, they tried their own all there. So we'll see how the injury report plays. We'll see who's active on the offensive line, like Larry's talking about. And uh, Buffalo has the pass defense to slow down Miami's offense if they want to go pass heavy. But I think it's going to be more of a run game here. Um, Dogs have 10 plus points in the wild card round or two and nine against the spread all time. Um, but those two wins were at home. So you take these teams on the road on these big double digit spreads, you have to expect the Bills are probably going to cover here. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, Chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And that would be... A lot of fun to watch if you're a Bills fan, but Mikey, I don't know that I ever have remembered a game where literally nobody is giving a shot to the other team, and you like this as part of your parlay. Yeah, I love this as part of my parlay. Uh, obviously, I was very early on it on Tuesday. Have them at minus 430. I think they're well above 950, maybe 1,000, maybe 1,100 uh, in most places, so certainly not going to grab uh, a ton there, but I, I think it's a very difficult spot for the Dolphins, especially at the offensive line, uh, is not able to go in this one. Um, look, Skylar Thompson, he was good at times at Kansas State. He actually flashed a decent amount of upside in the preseason this year. None of that has translated so far. Uh, obviously, a massive, massive difference between preseason games and what he's stepping into in the road environment here. Uh, I'm very interested to see if he takes off and runs with his legs at all in this game. Uh, so I'd like to speculate a little bit maybe on his rushing yards just through desperation and, and what they're going to see later in this game. Uh, and I do like RJ's angle of Gesicki. I, I think that not only looking at the yardage, but the reception total as well. Uh, I think it's quite low at one and a half right now. All right. Very good. And that's on the the Dolphin side of Maestro. Yeah, I'm coming to you, Maestro. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. A lot of the focus this week has been on Josh Allen and his props and on the unders. Do you think that's the game script today? The Bills just get in and then just try to get out. Yeah, I think this has like 27-10 written all over it. And, you know, Skylar Thompson should be running. He did have that aspect in college, and he needs to bring that back into his game because – 
out of 46 quarterbacks, this is from Clev TA. Um, he is with 125 dropbacks this season. He is the 46th rated quarterback in terms of EPA and success rate and all the other metrics in terms of the passing game. So, I mean, you'd love to be contrarian and say this is the spot, but you know, you look at the Seahawks, you know, they get into the playoffs. That was a huge accomplishment. And then in the second half, they fold. And the Dolphins also a huge accomplishment, given all the injuries to just make the playoffs. The year has been a success for Mike McDaniel dealing with all the injuries to Tua. Uh, and again, I think maybe they keep it tight uh, for a half or so. Ultimately, it's going to snowball. All right, so th- should that be a way, uh, RJ, that we attack this? Then, Mikey, I'll come to you with one more. Uh, maybe perhaps a first half bet, which I believe is probably – I, I haven't looked lately, but probably around seven, seven and a half. Um, you think if the Dolphins are going to have any success, it's going to be in the first half when they're they're able to script out plays before the game gets out of hand. So, you know, I, I think if you think the Dolphins are going to be any good at all, you would expect them to, to come out and play strong there. Um, Buffalo may be trying to avoid the turnovers that would that could turn the game, you know, over and, and shorten the game a little bit. So I don't know that I would play Buffalo in the first half. I think that they're probably going to come through with a better performance in the second half. Uh, right now it's at eight and a half. Mikey, let me come to you. Do you think there'll be any angle that you can attack live in this game? Uh, it's certainly possible. If there's a scenario where the Dolphins get the ball first potentially and score first, uh, I think there will be some interesting opportunities there. Uh, I don't see many scenarios where they actually win the game. Um, so it, it'll likely be taking you know, certain numbers through key numbers on the Buffalo side with a comeback there. Uh, if I were to bet on Miami, I, I don't mind the 14. If you think they can get in the back door there late, uh, I think it's certainly possible. One thing I caution about typically is I, you know, I always get questions about first quarters, uh, because we bet a ton of them in college football, but not in the NFL. This is one week, one game where I would feel comfortable with a first quarter play. And it would be the dolphins plus three and a half or plus four in the first quarter. Uh, just because we've seen Buffalo start slow at times, it's very possible that Miami gets the additional possession if they they get the ball first to start the game. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to have a scripted drive out of the box than it is to adjust in game, especially with a quarterback with very little experience like Skylar Thompson. So if you wanted to attack the Dolphins, um, I don't mind playing them first quarter when you're getting more than a field goal. Yeah, right now it's currently plus three and a half, plus 101 if you want to do that. Now, Maestro, let me come back to you because normally in the playoffs, because it's just it's all about just winning and getting to the next round, we normally don't attack totals unless we're very, very confident about them. Yesterday, both games just soared past the over because of how the game was going. Would you see any scenario that you'd want to attack the total today? The only way I could look is the under in this first game. Uh, And then the only way I could look in the next game is the over when you talk about the Giants and Vikings. But I'm staying away from totals. Totals are not my specialty, and I've learned that the hard way, so I just stay away. (laughs) Very true. Very true. I think I would look, speaking on totals real quick, I would look more to the Dolphins under than I would to to the team total because it's just hard to see Skylar Thompson having success in this offense. They they might pick up some cheap yardage, I mean, but in the red zone, is he really going to get it done and score a touchdown? So, if anything, I'm looking at the Dolphins team total under if you want to play a total. 14 and a half is where it's at right now. That extra hook is big. Yeah, that's big. All right. 14 and a half minus 113 if you want to attack it that way. So we gave you about five or six different ways that you can attack this game rather than just laying the 13 and a half. Now, 
Game number two today, gentlemen, is the Giants getting three in Minnesota against the Vikings, a rematch from just a few weeks ago. The total sitting at 48, game time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. We have several best bets as a brand. Excuse me. Um, A.B. is on Greg Joseph to kick over one and a half field goals. Also, Vikings second half team total over 12 and a half. He's been great cashing these second half totals uh, so far the last couple of weeks. Then Dave is on Graham Gano. Don't you know? Over one and a half field goals today. C is on Richie James. Over four and a half catches as well. Maestro, let's start with you because you love, and you gave it out earlier, but a lot of new people have come into the show. You like a prop in this game. And then kind of give me your overview on how you think the game is going to go. I like a couple of props, and I was uh, upset when Sia gave out the prop that I wanted to give out the most, and that's Richie James over four and a half catches because this guy, eight for 90 uh, in the first matchup, the slot receiver, the Vikings, the second worst against slot receivers. They give up the second most catches, second most targets, second most yards. This is a former special teamer, but he's getting seven targets a game down the stretch. So I absolutely love Richie James over four and a half. And on the other side, I like KJ Osborne just because the numbers re- very reasonable in the mid thirties. When you talk about a guy who's number seven in receiving yards over the last five weeks of the season, as Thielen starts to decline, Osborne is increasing. We all know Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson will get theirs, but this still is going to be a pass heavy attack. I think it's going to be a great shootout again. I mean, Daniel Jones, not a good uh, passing success rate this season against the Vikings, 334 yards, 8.0 yards per attempt. This is a bad pass defense uh, that he's facing today. Oh, and he is fired up. Now, reports are coming out of the Giants camp, RJ, that Saquon Barkley has told head coach Brian Dayball, give me the ball as much as you want today. You want your running back telling the head coach that, and you like that side of the game today as well. Yeah, I think the Giants are going to cover here. I like them at plus three. I like getting it before it moves. It looked like it might tip to two and a half in places. So I wanted to lock it in there. Um, they, Like I said earlier, they played to a near draw, and the Giants easily could have won that game. They have the coaching advantage in this game. I love Saquon telling the coach that, but, dude, it's the playoffs. Like He's going to he's gonna do whatever he thinks maximizes the chance to win. He's not going to focus on feeding you know one guy the ball and making him happy. This isn't week 12, you know, um, mm-hmm. so – I think that they're going to do what they need to do. Um, I really like attacking the passing props. I love that Richie James play. He's really been the guy that emerges as the consistent number one option for the Giants. Slayton can hit some more bigger plays and sometimes get bigger yardage. Hodgins has been a, done some great work over the middle too, but it's really James that's sticking out as the guy that gets target after target after target. So you figure he's going to have a good game against this bad defense. And then to Larry's KJ Osborne play, I liked um, playing a, kind of a little correlated thing and taking the Thielen under as Osborne has emerged in the offense. Thielen has kind of gone away you look at his stat lines it's a lot of like one catch one catch two catches here and there I don't think that he's a big part of the game um even when they have to throw a ton he hasn't been a big part of the game that Colts game where they had to come back from a massive deficit I think he got like what four catches maybe three catches he didn't he didn't get get a ton of yardage in that game either so he's kind of getting phased out of the game plan and the way you want to attack the Giants defense is to run the ball so I like taking Dalvin Cooks over as well if you want to look for another problem and his number is 71 and a half minus 115. Mikey, let me come to you because you got Dalvin Cook on one side. Saquon, his number is 74 and a half on the other side. Do you like anything on the ground today? I think we all agree that the defenses for both in the defensive backfield, not very good. Yeah, no, I think the way that both teams want to attack here is through the air. So I'm not going to play either running back. Um, I, I 
have a lean on Saquon's under, but he's such a fantastic athlete, much like Christian McCaffrey yesterday. Uh, there's certainly the scenario where you have a 50 to 60 yard run that that really kind of kills any sort of unders there. Um, but I don't think the volume is necessarily going to be there unless they have just an absolutely incredible start to this game. Uh, I think they're still looking neutral to trailing game script most of the way. Um, so I'm going to be off of the running backs there. If I wanted to speculate at all on a running back, it would be Dalvin Cook in the passing game, um, potentially on a longest reception prop, not even necessarily over the yardage. Um, I think he has one potentially big play in this game. So I like that angle of it. Um, as far as the game itself, I, I haven't played anything pregame on it. I lean pretty heavily to the Minnesota side, actually. Uh, but I'm going to be looking to bet this in game. I think that there will be a scenario where we have a back and forth game uh, where I'm able to grab a better number, potentially a plus three live. Um, I, I think this game's coming down to a field goal either way. Okay. Okay. Now there's one big name maestro that everybody loves to bet on. And the last couple of weeks, they've been kind of getting hosed just a little bit because the number has been so high. There is a DraftKings boost that I'm saying, and you know, I'm not a big fan of boosts. But Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase over 60 yards today. I don't know what the juice is on that, but do you like those numbers for uh, at least Justin Jefferson? Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's super low for Justin Jefferson. But yeah. Adoree Jackson coming back is significant. He's missed seven straight games, and he was having the best year of his career. So this does change the Giants' secondary. The Vikings didn't face him. They didn't face Ojolari, and Leonard Williams, uh, Ojolari, got hurt in that game. So three of their best defenders were not there. I'm not saying the Giants have a good defense, but they should be a little better than they showed in Week 16. All right, very good. Now, uh, let me come back to you, RJ, because when you look at the quarterbacks today, and if it's going to be a shootout, you'd have to believe some yards are going to be um, on the board. So for Daniel Jones, he's only at 240 and a half, but Kirk Cousins is over 270. It's at 272 and a half. Do you think either quarterback has a big day? I think Daniel Jones should. I believe in that game a few weeks ago, he was in the 220s, um, and I played the over there, um, thinking that uh, even though that he hadn't been, you know, get, getting high uh, yardage totals to that point, just the matchup predicated it, and they had a good enough coach to take advantage of that matchup. You know, Brian Dave was going to scheme around the pass game in that matchup, and he did, and he got over 300 yards. So I think that 240 number is still too low for Daniel Jones. I would attack that. Um, the Kirk Cousins, he's been throwing a ton. I think he had 133 attempts from week 15 to week 17, starting with that Colts comeback. So he could certainly get there if that's the game plan. Um, like I said earlier, I think Cook in the running game is more involved um, this week than, than than they were in the last game. I think he had like 64 yards on only you know 12, 14 carries the first time. So if you focus on getting him a few more carries, he should be able to get there. So um, I'm not sure Kirk gets there, but it kind of depends on the game script. If Minnesota's playing from behind again like they were in that Colts game, he's definitely going to get there. So if you think this is a Giants game and you're playing the Giants money line, um, I do like the Kirk Cousins over too. Okay. Very, very good. Now, Mikey, let me come to you. Last question, because yesterday, as I already mentioned, we had two gigantic totals. And today, this one's at 48. Do you think that is right where it needs to be? Or would you attack the total in some particular way? It's a scary one, but I lean to the under in this game. Um, I'm, not, I'm definitely not playing it. The computer wants you to play it. Uh, it has a number 45 and a half. It, I'm not going to go there, though. Uh, I think it still has massive shootout potential. Even if if you want to play the first uh, half under, potentially, I don't mind that. But uh, I'm not going to play it. It's not a situation I want to get into uh, with these two offenses. I think that 
there's just so many big plays waiting to happen late in this game that I'm going to stay off of it, but the computer does want you to go under here. Okay, very good. And the computer sometimes has a brain of its own way smarter than us. No doubt about it. All right, let's show that recap screen one more time with all of our best bets for both games today. And again, again, a busy day at the brand, but we have a full slate. There's all of the plays that we gave out for the games today. And don't forget, tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, we will have a Early Edge live show counting down to the Ravens and the Bengals. What are the Ravens going to do at quarterback? Who are they going to go to? What will Joe Burrow do in a rematch from just seven days ago? Special Early Edge live tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then, of course, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time as well. It is the Cowboys and the Bucks. Will this be the last game for Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform in the NFL, we will discuss all of that tomorrow with me and the crew at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Now, on our NFL shows, I like to ask my guys, what's the number one most important thing they're looking forward to today? Gentlemen, out of these two games, I ask you that question. Maestro, start us off. I think yesterday we saw the importance of coaching when you get into the playoffs and you saw how calm Doug Peterson was and you saw what Brandon Staley was doing. We're not really sure. And then you look at Brian Dayball, a guy who's won a lot of playoff games as an assistant. He's not afraid to take a chance. He, I just think it's a great scenario for him to show a lot of unexpected things because obviously they're underdogs. They've already had a great season. And I just cannot wait to see what Brian Dayball has schemed up for today. Mikey, talk to me. Yeah, Larry took it right out of my mouth. Uh, it's identical to last night's game in terms of the coaching mismatch. Uh, it's huge in the NFC, um, potentially who wins that game. So other than that, I want to see the Bills and Bengals win. Uh, obviously, I have a huge parlay on them. It's a very, very significant play. So I hope that those two teams take care of business. And for those of you new to the brand translation, he's got a lot of money bet on those games. All right, RJ, bring us home. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing I'm most looking forward to is my Bills hopefully winning. Um, but from a gambling perspective, I really want to see who wins this Vikings-Giants game. If it's the Giants, they go on to play the Eagles in the next round in a rematch of a game where the Eagles only won by six when um, the Giants didn't play any of their starters. If it's the Vikings win, they go on to play the 49ers. And, and anybody that has 49ers future tickets probably feels pretty good about that matchup, uh, the 49ers getting to play the Vikings instead of the winner of the Cowboys and Buccaneers game. So really interested to see how this game, this Giants-Vikings game, which involves two teams that every, nobody thinks is going to go very far in the playoffs, really shapes the, the rest of the NFC postseason. And I, too, am really anxious to see how the Bengals look today because they are the team that last year went through on the road and got it done and went to the Super Bowl. And a lot of people think right now the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. Well, we'll find out today if it's going to be Bills, Bengals next week again. That game would be in Buffalo if the Bills and Chiefs meet in the AFC Championship game, that would be in Atlanta now, the NFL announced this week. Great show this morning, gentlemen. Rest up because we got a busy, busy day. There's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know you've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. My entire crew, love them all. M Square, Maestro, the stoic one, RJ White. I am the coach. Turn on your notifications every time we start a show. We want you here from the jump. Knowledge is power, and it pays to watch live. We grind for you so we can win with you at the early edge. Good luck.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 